everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us. I'm Stephanie March. I'm being joined today by Ms. Meredith Deeds. Yes. And we are hanging out on this uh, kind of balmy Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're happy. Hey, we have Stacy on the line as a holdover from Ask Stephanie portion. So let's get to her first. Hey, Stacy, what's going on? Hi, good morning. Um, I took a bunch of friends to Parlor Bar for your um, ideas about the old fashioned and the burger and everything. But we mm-hmm. got the popcorn and we loved it. Oh, yeah. And... I mean, I get the duck fat part, or not the duck fat, the um, bacon fat part of it, and then the tagadashi, but how do they incorporate the pineapple, do you think? I wonder if that's, um, is it a dry, is it dried pineapple that they kind of, I think what they do is they dehydrate the pineapple, and, and then they out. grate it over it. Oh, really? Yeah, so like a lot of those guys take, they dehydrate those things, and then they they grate them so that it's a powder, and then they can. That's also they can shake those into cocktails, and you don't have a syrup. Oh, you know what I mean? Right. You get yep. that intense yes. flavor without it being like more volume. Right. That's a big thing with that. Yeah, I would try that. Oh, okay. Are you thinking about doing like, this at home? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, you can do this. I'm like, I don't know, but I'll try to figure it out. But yeah. Oh, yeah. And you can and oven dry those. You can sure just you can. Un- oven dry pineapple really easily. Yeah. And then just grate it. Okay. And then there was a little bit of like the heart of an onion on there too. Oh, like, yeah. You can see that. Oh, that was, it was awesome. Wow. God, okay. I haven't <laughs> had that popcorn. I forget to get that popcorn. I'm going to get oh, it next time. Amazing. Yeah. Really good. And we had the cauliflower too. Oh, yeah. the cauliflower is legit. That's the other yeah. thing. It's like for me, it's a burger and the cauliflower. That's what I do. Yeah. It was really fun. So thanks. Good. Okay. Thanks, Stacey. Have a good day. All right. Uh, guess what? It's time for top two in our two. Give me the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the weekly dish presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two, will Okay, so this is the time of the show when we tell you two things that we are obsessed with or mildly you know, focused on this week. Um, and I'm going to just start because I'm going to continue from what we were just talking about with parlor. Okay. Because, and I'm glad Stacey called and said she had a great time there because I wanted to call them up for their, uh, their hospitality response. I don't know oh, if you saw nice. this, but Sunday night, mm-hmm. you know, of Memorial day got a little crazy and granted they, really? <laughs> they, so basically on Monday on Memorial day morning, uh, or afternoon, there was a post on their website that they had put out on all socials, basically saying, "We are sorry. We f- we failed very many of you last night." <laughs> what and, happened? Well, I think what happened was, and according to you know, what happened was is they did not prepare for the Sunday drinking night of Memorial Day. Okay, and they were not stocked up, and they were understaffed, and they sold out of everything, and they. Oh. They didn't have they didn't yeah. have enough pars. They didn't have enough people. People were waiting. Things never came. Uh-oh. They ran out of everything, and they basically That's not a good feeling. people were waiting in lines to Uh-oh. get in or get things. And they finally they when they ran out, they just called it. They were like, "We have to be done. We have to stop because everything. we can't. We, we can't. are failing everybody. Yes. Uh, everything." Well. Okay. Yeah, but the bigger thing is that they didn't run from it and hide from it. Right. They didn't just go, oh, well, they posted the next day saying, we are so sorry. And we, we, we did not get to serve you the way that we wanted to. And we are ashamed and we, we, we miscalculated and all the stuff. And they, and uh, did they also do that in real time? Like, were they talking to people in real time at the, at the moment? Yeah. Yeah. Because that means a lot. Isn't it frustrating when a, a server just disappears? Yeah. And what it could be the kitchen's fault. It might not be their fault at all, but they don't ever come back and like own it. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. 
if you just come back to my table and say, you know what, I'm so sorry. Here's what's happening. Yeah. Maybe here's a free glass of wine or whatever you can do. Yeah. And and then I'm fine. Right. Just don't disappear right. or not acknowledge. And I that's mean, great. Just even the fact of it. like I was standing at our sushi truck yesterday and we were talking about um uh, you know, like this one was like, it's so, she's like, it's taking so long. She's like, I'm so sorry. Can I get you like some iced tea? Right. I was like, wow, you're, you're in a food truck and like, that's all that takes. And there was other people who were grumbling yeah. and I was like, it's fine. Like you're standing outside on a nice day exactly. on a Friday. And, and that, and in that way you can, that's your opportunity to really actually gain yes. the customers. So if you handle a bad situation, well, it's an you opportunity. come off looking way better than if you had just a normal situation that nobody yeah, thought about. That, that was a blase moment. Exactly. And I do say that that is one of the things, like the fact that they reached out and they put it onto socials and they put it across all their channels. They basically threw their hand up and said, guess what? We failed. We failed huge. Yes. We failed spectacularly. And we're so sorry. And we hope you come back. We hope you give us another chance. And owning it before the Yelp you know, things yes. all started to dive bomb them. That's smart. Right. I think that's a smart way to handle it. I do too. Okay. What's your first second? Okay. First, all right. So my thing right now that I'm obsessed with is the Flying Dutchman in Eden Prairie. Yes. I don't know if you have heard about this or been there, but the Flying Dutchman is, it's it's not a speakeasy, but it's like a speakeasy because if you don't know where it is, you'd never guess it was there. <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's it's sort of the behind an office building. It's this combination of um, it's a distillery. It's a distillery. So it's a distillery that has a cocktail room. Yep. And um, and just to be clear, I'll let you know it's off of Shady Oak Road and Flying Cloud Drive. Yes. If you guys are in that, if you know 212. You know this area. Right. There's, know, a, there's a company. Prairie. It's a building and there's a company that owns the building that's whiteboard and it's behind whiteboard. So I um, drive by it all the time. I drive by that all the time too. I had no idea in like until like a month ago that it was even there. Yeah. And um, since then I've been there a few times and the cocktails are, are really top notch. It's all women that work behind the bar. And, oh, I didn't I mean, know that. At least that I've seen. Yeah. And they are all super friendly. They're really good at making cocktails. The They distill. They're all clear. You know, it's all clear liquor. Yep. So one of the things that they do is blue agave because um, it's like tequila, but you can't call them something tequila <laughs> unless you're making it in Mexico. Right. So they call it blue agave. It's delicious their gin is really lovely they make some really nice like a cardamom gimlet that is beautiful they've got one of the things the simplest drinks that um that now i make at home is with their blue agave and a little bit of just a tiny splash of agave syrup and bitters and it's kind of like a tequila old-fashioned wow and um i'm kind of all about it so and it's a fun they have music they i think on the weekends they've got food trucks that come in so you can have the music <laughs> the music ranges a great deal from sort of uh like a, a, somebody some guy on a guitar that's doing standard covers to some woman who's you know a folk song you know person that's all around music and it, it varies a good bit they've got yoga like yoga classes everyone <laughs> every distillery and tap room yeah. by law has, has to yoga have classes. right mm-hmm. so anyways it's just a it's it's small um it has sort of a like a brewery vibe it's an unfinished it, it, it's a finished space but it feels you know kind of unfinished yeah industrial and it's um, cute 
It's kind of, it's very cute. It's very nice. And so it's, and this is, you know, guys, you know, I mean, this is a distillery in Eden Prairie. Yeah, and and I'm kind of sorry I'm talking about it because right now, like, I can go there and get a seat at the bar almost any time, but it's busy. Yeah. But it's not like, like so crazy that you can't get served or get attention or whatever. But, um, but I have a feeling that they're going to get busier. There is. Okay. Well, my second of top two and our two is actually, uh, kind of the same along, along the same lines. It's lawless distilling where I had my little bartending thing on Tuesday, which was, you know, the Tuesday after a holiday of three day weekend is a little bit slow (laughs) (laughs) and that's okay. And it was fun. But what I discovered is I really discovered their heirloom liquors line, which is uh, lawless has kind of partnered up with the bitter cube, you know, and those guys are doing, so they're doing this heirloom liquors and it's like, uh, it's these beautiful liqueurs that are, it's not just gin. So this actually would go well with yours okay? because the, the clear rum vodka gin of, Flying Dutchman could be boosted in your home by these beautiful liqueurs. And there's like um, a pineapple. There's like one that is basically like a Campari, like an orange bitter, like an Amaro. And then there's a pineapple one. And um, that that does sound good. Oh, God. Like and when she was talking about, you know, our caller about the pineapple thing on the on the. uh, Hi, popcorn. I was thinking about that. It is that that's exactly where I went right to it. Um. That does sound good. And especially for those are fun things to use in refreshing drinks in the summer, like a pineapple liqueur. You could do all kinds of fun things with. And there's a you know what I mean? There's a creme de flora. And, you know, there's basically uh, the, the, the Amaro is cut with hand cut pineapple to make this like almost like it's like a Puerto Rican rum. It's amazing huh. how it tastes like. It's amazing. Yeah. So heirloom liquors, I'm going to put their link up too, along with all of our other stuff, but they are just, um, it's, and there, Oh, this is the other one. I want to talk about this one quickly. This is called Genepi G E N E P Y. Have you seen oh, this? Wait a minute. Is that okay? Now I'm, I'm thinking of something else. Maybe, but it's basically like, if you ever had like a chartreuse, you know, like a, like chartreuse is a liqueur that is super herbal, and it's yes. really hot. Like, it's super, super, you know, it's got so much alcohol to it. Right. But this Genepi is this sort of a botanical, sweet, um, mellowed with honey um, liqueur that I just kind of want to sip it. Like, it's just really beautiful. And, and the great. it goes in great cocktails, like the last word. But you but can. You can eat it. You can dr- eat it. You can have You can <laughs> sip it neat with a little bit of ice. And eat, I would even, like, dash it with, like, a little soda water to give it a slight bubble. And sure. that would be a sipper. That would that sounds I'm excited good. About this. That so sounds anyway. excellent. Okay, what's your second one? Okay, so I have discovered uh, homemade yogurt. Oh, you have! I've discovered it hard. Yes, and so I've I'm all about homemade made yogurt right now, and it's so easy to do, and it sounds like a hard thing, but it's really not, and you can do it in your instant pot. Super easy to do in the instant pot. Is it because that's a thing? Everyone questions that yogurt seems to be like an advanced level thing. It is not an advanced level thing. Okay. And um and for me, it's never failed. Like uh, like people talk about yo- making yogurt, and the fun thing about yogurt is you put milk in a in a in a big pot. Yeah. And you do a couple of minor things. You heat it up and then let it cool and add a little live culture to it. So that just means get you know some faye yeah. plain yogurt and yep. add that to it. And then um, just a little bit and then, you know, let it sit for several hours and you open up and it's like stiff. You put a stick in it. Okay. <laughs> it's magic. Okay. It's a magic trick. It's so easy and it tastes really good. And you can determine yourself, you know, how tart you want it and how by how long you let it 
you know, sit for. And it, it couldn't be easier. You can do it in your slow cooker. You can do it in your oven. You can do it in your Instant Pot. It's not hard. And you can get good local milk yeah. and, and give it a really great, you know, interesting flavor. I'm telling you people, homemade yogurt, do it. It's the thing to do. I love it. It's a lot cheaper, too, by the way. Yeah, I, I burned through a lot of Giovanni. Let's say that. Okay, I we're going to take a quick break, you guys. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about summer festing because this is the weekend that kicks off the summer festing. Like, we are in the full fest mode. And we're going to talk a little bit about what's happening around town and some fun stuff. So we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Meredith Deeds. Who is just feeling that chair quite nicely. Doing a good job. Uh, we did get a little note on the Twitters from someone saying that, uh, from Tweet Sauce, who says, we make a pan sauce for grilled pork tenderloin by stewing rhubarb in port wine, finishing it with butter and fresh rosemary. Mm. That sounds that like a win to me. That like a bad thing to me. That I am feeling good. that. I'm feeling that, just okay. so you know. Um, so that sounds great. So, okay, we were going to talk a little bit about... Um, about uh, summer stuff. Because, guys, this is the kickoff. This is the moment. June 1. I mean, Do the it. official far- start of summer, because, of course, I know we should wait to the 21st, but the, uh, for the calendar, the scientific summer. Yeah. But I'm just saying, this is sort of, this is our beginning. And this weekend is kind of a giant... I mean, I, you know, I do the feed every Friday morning, right? you know, and it comes out the the blog on mspmag.com. And I always, like, this weekend I had too much stuff. Too many things to include. There was a hundred things you could be doing this weekend. And why is that? It's because we have earned it. (laughs) Well, that's just it. That's the beauty of living in a place that has hard seasons. You appreciate everyone to the fullest. And you maximize your time. You do. You really say like, okay, I know I've got, you know, lawn to mow, but instead I'm going to go sit on a patty hour because a patty for a patty hour, a patty hour. hour. I actually like that. A patio happy hour. Cause that's going to be what works. Those are good choices. I think so. So, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about grand old day. Are you a grand old dayer? I have not been, I've heard of it obviously, but, um, but I have not been. And I was amazed at, at the excitement around it this year. Well, because I mean, quite honestly, there is, you know, I mean the fact that it got canceled and then it got reinstated and that a couple of friends started a bar crawl that took the festival over again. And you know what I mean? It like, was, yeah, when they canceled it, there was just like this <laughs> this outcry of pain and agony by those that love it and and plan their summers around it. Yeah. You don't want to you don't want to mess with that. You don't want to mess with people's no. Sunday day drinking no. is what no, I'm saying. No, no. That's really the key. But I love the fact that I think in, in another way, it speaks to this whole thing that we're talking about where it's those, you know, it's our it's our grasshopper days it's the thing where we're like we need to go out and play hard Hard, because this is where we we don't get these we don't get these at all it's true but i I will remind you that in some form or another we say that about every season the second it is i know it's true (laughs) i know well you know i think that's true it's like well when you have that's great that change right yeah you sort of get to envelop yourself well winter you know it's january is the tough season obviously but i mean the hard one actually april's worse because you're done with it and you're ready for the flip and everybody else in the country is talking about spring and we have to wait for another waiting 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 but that's okay yeah so so Grand Old Day, love the fact that it's on again, and it's in St. Paul. It's one day, it's tomorrow, and both the regular scheduled Grand Old Day with like the bands and the things, all that is happening, Mm -hmm. but then also the bar crawl, which is you can buy a ticket and then get, uh, you can go from, you can bar hop with a Grand Old Day Anyway t-shirt 
and still kind of do that kind of thing and kind of celebrate that gumption that actually is the reason that it got put back on because okay. the mayor kind of listened to the fact that the people were speaking and that so they Grand wanted Old Day it. and Grand Old Day anyway, they're not two separate events. Nope. But they kind of are. But they kind of are. Yeah. Grand Old Day is the big festival, you know, yes. that was supposed to, that goes on every year. And then when it got canceled, this little like, right. this, this little yeah, like, you know, right. sort of side event happened. We're going to do it anyways. And so, yeah. And so they're happening at the same time okay, in the good. same space. Good. And they're, and they're co-opting. I mean, like they're very much promoting each other. Okay, good. So it's not like, uh, that's the other they're part that I like. It isn't like, well, fine, else. but we're still doing ours. You know, right. it's like, no, no. We'll do this it together. Is, yes. And I so, like that. I do too. I think that's good. Okay, the second one I want to make sure we talked about was Open Streets Minneapolis, which is happening um, on Sunday as well. Have you done some of the Open Street stuff? Um, no. Okay. Gosh, I'm failing <sighs> terribly. You have got to, well. Your I'm, Minnesota card is in jeopardy. I know, is I'm all so I'm worried. saying. I was so I was so close. You were. <laughs> I'm going to have a bunch of Minnesota cards made up, I believe, and then okay. I'm going to give them to people who I think deserve them. Like man cards. <laughs> like yeah, a little bit. Uh, but okay. So the open streets cards or the open streets cards, um, is a deal where it's been going on in Minneapolis for a couple of years now. And what they do is they take an entire stretch of a street and they, and I'm not talking like a couple blocks. It is a giant, it's a big 30 block party. And they're doing Lindale Avenue. Yeah. So they're kicking it off on Sunday at Lindale and they start off at 22nd and they go all the way. They stretch it all the way down to 54th. Think about that. All right, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to take a picture of myself there, just so you, you can know your I was there. You and I'm going to I'm gonna post it to you. To your membership. Oh, wow. um, but what's great is that, so what they do is they shut down the street to all uh, automotive traffic. So no buses, no cars, nothing with a motor. That's a long, they shut Think about it that. down. They shut that it is down. a lot of space. That is a lot of stretch. Wow. And then you're free to use your bike, you're free to walk, you can stroll, you can rollerblade, you can do whatever you want to do as far as non-motorized you know, kind of yes. fun stuff. And you just, and the best part is, is like, you're just walking down the street and there's room and it's like, everyone is, you're kind of strolling and all the while there are fun things happening on the sides. Okay. So you want to for sure check in at the world street kitchen block party. Oh yes. Because they have lots it will be of delicious. Oh for, God. Yeah. Also just there. So, so much good. ice cream and so many hot dogs oh, from their yes. little, little jam, which I'm is now excited open. to hear. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to try that. And then there'll be, uh, one thing that I seem to be obsessed with, and I don't know why, but I love the fact that it sort of started, is this wrestling thing that's happening in the city. What cities. is that about? Can we talk about how crazy it is? That sounds so, nuts. The old days of when I was a kid and we used to watch Sunday morning, you know, like all-star wrestling, yes. you know, Vern Gagne, you know, that, that's where Hulk Hogan got his start, uh-huh, you know, and like uh-huh. uh, the claw, Rashki and all this stuff. So they're doing <laughs> you know a lot about this. I know I really did. This is one of those <laughs> trivia things that I could actually win at Mean Jane Oakland. Um, <laughs> Ric Flair. So up wow. down is, you know, the video arcade bar that is on Lynn Lake and they are hosting First Wrestling. First Wrestling is kind of the guys that are going around town and setting these up at festivals and it's a wrestling ring and they have a whole live wrestling show. So it's like a mini WWE yes. thing? Yes. Oh gosh. Well because that and that's the sounds thing. delightful. Like the WWE got is in a place where it's like it's I don't know. It's it's, it's, it's weird it's, because it's so like muscly and oily and yeah. flashy and like you know, but the essence it's of it too is professional. this professional. Yes. Yes, the essence of it is like this sort of hometown, you know, like okay. chubby dudes with like, you know, costumes of a sort and 
And like the show of uh-huh. it, it's fun, and okay. you get to have a villain and boo for him, and you get to have a hero oh. and cheer for them. And oh, I like that. it's fun. So I would suggest, I would just say, if you are looking for something fun at a summer fest and they have wrestling, go have a look. Okay. Um, and then uh, to be clear, that there will be a rose garden at the Lynn Hall for the at uh, if you're popping down that area of Lynn Lake. Um, the Lynn Hall, of course, is one of our favorite little spots. Yes. So delicious. Not very little. It's Not very of, little. It yeah, is kind of big. No, it's um, delicious. So delicious. Uh, Kristen Taborski is now officially the chef there. Oh, She's all been right. GMing for a long time. Really? Yep. She's officially the chef. And she's doing, she's going to have gourmet sandwiches. Uh, you know, Katie, who is their... Yes, their pastry oh, chef. She's she amazing. She's so good. She's going to have cheesecake sammies for dessert. Hello. Okay. But here's what I love. They are also having the Como Avenue Jug Band, which is actually <laughs> one of my favorite weird, okay. sh- like, Minneapolis bands. And have you heard this, of them? No, but uh, I, I, you I'm gotta afraid go. to say. Yeah, stop asking because I'm losing okay. all these... Points. Your creds, your points. <laughs> well, I know nobody knows about the okay, <laughs> Chuck Band. I basically, <laughs> uh, too hard. yeah, they're, they're, they're hysterical and I love them for their quirkiness. They have a song called Minnesota, of course. And I, if you ever, and they're going to be at Lynn Hall. Yeah. And tomorrow mm-hmm. for this, for this, uh, for okay. this fun stuff. Yeah, so okay. So let's talk about great. the women who really cook pop up because I want to make sure. Oh, to cover yes. That I thing. want to get that in for Sue. Mm-hmm. And that is where you guys, that is happening in St. Paul. And Women Who Really Cook is an organization that's been around for a long time and they really support local makers. They They've do. been supporting local makers for, since before we even called them makers. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So they're doing a pop up over on Grand Avenue uh, next to Cafe Latte, I believe. And they're having all of these wonderful women who have, you know, products and everything else. And they're selling nut mixes and cookies and granola and snacks, kitchenware and gadgets, right. uh, artisanal beverages. And it's happening from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Um, over on Grand on Wednesday, June 5th. Oh, yeah. That'll really be worthwhile to do. Yeah. And it's a great group. Suze Ellickson is the the, <laughs> the mother of the a grand lot dame. of our, yeah, the grand dame of food here in in town and she's uh delightful so i think that's wonderful yeah also just letting you know uh so all of this kind of stuff you know obviously the feed every week is something that we put together but um at minneapolis st paul magazine we have last summer we did this and we are kind of we just popped it back up again we have a facebook facebook group called summer in the twin cities oh and so great idea all we're doing there is really answering questions about summer things like where's the best fireworks festival you know what parks can you grill out at which parks have you know shelters to rent yeah all these kind of fun stuff uh oh is, i love that idea and it's a closed group so you have to join and then we post content there that we don't post in any other places why don't you go up and join it's just right on now. the facebook summer in the twin cities um you can check it out on facebook and i will add you if you join because it's a lot of fun um so there you go we're going to take a quick break you guys when we come back we're going to talk about one other event that's happening in the twin cities and that is the cider fest oh i know so we'll be right back this is the weekly dish brought to you by el burrito mercado Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish, and thank you for joining us this Saturday. I'm Stephanie March, I'm here with Meredith Deeds, yes, who writes for the Star Tribune and has many books and all the good things. All the good things. All the good things about food. Uh, we are now being joined by uh, Peter Gilter from Milk and Honey Cidery. Peter, are you there? Yeah, good morning. Good Thanks morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Uh, looking out over a uh, mountain of work in the orchard, but... It's a beautiful day, and that's that's the season. So. That's the season. There, you're kind of in the thick of it, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the good right. stuff. 
So, Peter, you are vice president of the Minnesota Cider Guild, and you guys are celebrating Minnesota ciders this week because it's Cider Week, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, So this time every year in Minnesota, we do uh, Cider Week, kind of a unique time when um, all the new ciders are released that were pressed, you know, last fall. They're all kind of coming to fruition, coming out of the cellars. And uh, so, yeah, we have... um, you know, events all over the cities um, kicking off this weekend. And then uh, next weekend, we have our, our Cider Fest over at uh, Coleman Park in St. Cla- in, uh, St. Paul. And you have watched, so how long, Milk and Honey is one of the ones that you guys have been around for a, a long time. You've kind of slowly and quietly just been doing what you're doing and gaining, you know, kind of growing as you go. Can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about what, you know, the cider, you know, scene is like in the Twin Cities mm-hmm. right now? Yeah, so I guess... You know, to your point, we are one of the older ones. It was 2011 yeah. when we started, which is not that long ago. But um, in terms of cider, that's kind of uh, ancient history in Minnesota. <laughs> and so, yeah, we've been um, chugging along up here in Stearns County since 2011. Um, we kind of started um, really at, at the at the basics, so like grafting trees and getting the right varieties in the ground and and making lots of mistakes and dumping a lot of cider and all yeah. that good stuff. Um, and so, yeah, now we're um, sort of cider, I think, in, in in Minnesota in general is kind of hitting its stride. People are realizing that this is a cool beverage with a lot of historical and cultural significance, and it pairs well with food, and it's got the story of agriculture and the land, and it's got you know, the right taste profile and the brightest city. And so I think people are really getting excited about cider. Yeah. And you guys, not too long ago, I mean, you were a cidery and you've kind of had your stuff out in bottles, but then you just recently sort of put in a new tap room, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. We moved uh, 12 miles north of our our farm in Cold Spring into St. Joe, um, where we uh, have the luxury of like bringing in we we added a sampling room up front, and it's cool because people get to come in and have the whole experience. We're putting in orchards out there, so they get to take their glass of cider, walk in the orchards, see where the apples are pressed, see the cellars. It's kind of like the whole um, cider experience. So um, that that's something we're really excited about. We couldn't offer that at our current farm uh, in Cold Spring because of just location and getting yeah. people back here and stuff. So we're excited. But that, and it seems like that is a thing mm-hmm. that people want. They yes. want they want to taste things on site, and they want to like interact, and they want to learn. Experience, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's kind of an important yeah. pa- aspect of that. That's great. And now, you guys, there's something else you're doing, and I'm just kind of excited because I've been seeing little bits of it. But you have cider in a bag. Is that correct? Oh, I'm looking at this right now. I know, and this seems brilliant. <laughs> I mean, yeah. talk a little bit about the decision to do that. Yeah. So that was something. Um, we had uh, some colleagues out in Washington State, Alpine Fire, that did that first. I mean, sort of bagged and boxed wine is nothing new. But no. in the cider world, it's it's kind of new, and it, it has the similar advantages. So you have sort of the eco-friendly um, packaging where you don't have to ship all this glass or can, and you just get these, like, little flat-packed um, bags. And then, um, you know, so for shipping and then a... And disposal or recycling that's a lot easier plus it's just kind of bring bring everywhere kind of thing so out in washington state they 
they had done it for like a trail group who liked to go out and hike and whatnot. And it was a perfect, um, vehicle for that. And, and then it also has sort of like the beverage experience qualities going there where it's like, you can pop that thing and sip on it for months, Yep. you know, on your countertop or in your, in your fridge. And it's totally good because there's no oxygen. It's just right. the bag deflates as you do it. So it has a, it makes a lot of sense. The one thing is, you know, it's for still products only, of course. So right, people right. who like the effervescence still have to go to the bottle or the or the draft. But still cider is is amazing. You just it, everything gets out of the way, and it's just the apple. There's no. I don't know, think people no, know that um, much about still cider. I don't think no. that's what they think about. And so it's great that you know they get a chance to try it and yeah. And like, and yeah. having this one, and the one you're doing is the golden russet cider, I think, right? And it's you, and you talk about yeah. it on the on the site as it's, you know, it's a really great is a fruit bomb. I love that with tropical fruit and like having it be, yeah. you know, nine point eight percent ABV, which makes that a sipper. It's a wine, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a really it's great, incredible how how uh, high in sugar those things are. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. But it is, and yeah, I and that whole bag thing, like box and bag, and as we talk about boat cocktails or people right, going picnics, on the boat, yep. that is to me that is a perfect. It is because you know the glass adds a lot of weight to yes. things you're hauling around. If you're schlubbing a bunch of stuff, you know yeah. you want the lightest stuff yeah. you can schlub. I love that. So okay, yeah. Peter. So a little bit more about Cider Week that's happening this week in the Twin Cities. Is there, you know, are there people cideries that you feel are doing really fun and cool stuff, or that you want to highlight? That what's going on? Yeah, there, I mean, there's so many. So we in the, the Minnesota Cider Guild is 14 cideries around the state. Some urban, some outstate. We got from Duluth down to La Crescent and uh, everywhere in between. So um, everyone's doing their own thing at their at their place. So okay. you can check it all out at um, minnesotaciderguild.org or just Google Minnesota Cider Guild. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then the, the urban places like uh, number 12 in, um, in the North new, uh, Urban Forage yep. and the newly opened Minneapolis Cider Company, they all have things like, going on every night. Um, the cool thing this weekend is a big kickoff. Uh, it's going to be beautiful down at um, Sea Salt at Minnehaha Falls. There's a mm. trailer so you can kind of go and like try i don't know i think there's eight different ciders on tap and yep. that's like friday saturday sunday so that's kind of our kickoff and they're they're giving away like cider fest tickets and a lot of the makers are on site so that's a good opportunity too yeah and there's like i mean it's kind of fun stuff like urban forage is doing uh happy hour and apple trivia on thursday and then like on friday seed savers exchange and heirloom cider release at number 12 um and there's people who are doing like uh, demonstrations on Spanish cider, how to pour the Spanish cider, you know, the bottle that's way up in the air and then you catch it in the glass on the down low. I think that's kind of fun. Oh, yeah. That's, no, that is a fun thing. That's happening on Thursday at uh, number 12 cider. So, and then, so the show, the big fest, which is happening next Saturday, and it's at, is it at, uh, in St. Paul, right? Yeah, yeah. It's one of the, like, I never knew this place existed, but it's just awesome. It's like, uh, on on a on a lake. It's on I think Como Lake. Oh, it's at the, the Como Lakeside Pavilion. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And so yeah, so you're outside, but you're like covered. If it you know, so it's kind of an all weather place. It's overlooking the water, and there's probably a half acre inside. We're gonna have like a hundred different ciders there, 
And not only wow. the 14 guild members, but then like we bring in, you know, you talked about that Spanish cider. Yeah. So we have great representation of Spanish producers there. We have other. Um, and that's a very different. And, doesn't that have a different flavor profile often? I feel like Spanish ciders are kind of yeah. yeasty and dry and love it. Yeah, they're they're so wild. It's more about um, the Spanish cider is more about like the kind of the, like the culture and the process. So oh, yes. the acetic acid is a bit higher. So yes, it, you know it. It it's got that bright acidity, and then it goes a little further, kind of that um, sour, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sensation there. Um, and then they, and then you know, they turn into a big party where it's like served with tapas. And they oh do yeah, before that's right. Go to Spain, they like pull up a cork, and then it like shoots across the room oh, out yes. of the sink in your glass, and it's it, like they aerated there's like incredible you sit at a table and there's a little thing that you overturn the bottle into and you kind of press this you know this anyways it's fun it's a fun party time it's a good time cider can be fun and party time is what we're saying i love it all right so we're going to tell you that the admissions uh, the tickets are still open for that general admission from two to five is fifty dollars early entry if you want to get in there a little bit earlier before everybody else is sixty dollars Still, $60, you guys, for over, you know, unlimited sips of hundreds of ciders oh, and yeah. chit-chats with everybody. There'll be some uh, some snacks from Spring Cafe, Red River Kitchen, all that kind of good stuff. So, and it and it's, a, it's really a great, it's got, it's a great way to spend a Saturday, that's for sure. It cannot be bad, no. Thanks, Peter, for, for chatting it up, and uh, good luck with everything in the coming year. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, Thank you. And we'll be, uh, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us today. It's been a fun day with Meredith Deeds on In the Chair. Uh, we have Elizabeth Reese coming up for the next couple weekends. So ah. she will be, I'm sure, reporting She's always a good time. about her garden, which is what happens, which is good. We all want to know. Chickens. And, and the chickens and all the things. And the kids. Um, we are just available on podcast too, just letting you know. You know, if you guys are ever looking, you missed part of the show or. You're feeling like you can't make it this weekend, but you're going to tune in next weekend. No pressure. Just dial it up yeah, on the podcast. Absolutely. Podcast one or uh, iTunes or Apple. I guess iTunes is going away. Apparently. Did you hear this? No. Yeah. What? Did I? Was that a rumor? Should I not report things? <laughs> Hopefully Harmony will report in the in the Harmony's tech report. We need to understand. In a couple hours. Right. <laughs> I feel like I've got a lot of money in iTunes. Oh, it no. It says there's the Rolling Stone 21 hours ago. Apple is finally killing iTunes. It says. <gasps> Apple to shut down iTunes. Oh, we need to talk about that, Apple. Okay. I don't know anything about it because I don't actually use it. I don't use it either. Well, we'll have to report. <laughs> we'll have to get Harmony's opinion yes. on this for sure. Uh, okay. So, well, if you, but we are available. The podcast is available on Podcast One, or you can also just go to the website and, and live stream it from there whenever you want. Yes. That's the fun stuff. Uh, okay. So, usually, moral of the story, we talk about a thing that we learned or maybe a thing that was. Uh, that was uh, that you gleaned from the show today. Is there anything that you feel like oh, you learned? Oh, cider in a bag. Cider in a bag. Yeah, cider <laughs> in a bag. I am all about it. That's that, pretty that good. That will be happening at my house. Still cider. Yeah. Nine point eight. Nine point eight ABV, man. Yeah. I know. I, I'm gonna have a little bit of that this summer. You're gonna go and do that. Well, that's an, an, again keeping that in your fridge, like you said, for a couple weeks. Right. Like it can just kind of be that because I always open the bottles of wine and then I'm always like, well, I gotta throw that. I feel I didn't. like that could make a really good cocktail. Some Something about oh, that yeah. could be cocktaily. Yeah. Oh, well, you could well. make your own. Well, I mean, and plus you could make your own. Like, if you need the effervescence, you can swill in, a, you know, swish in a little bit of uh, of Swim bubble some, water yeah. or something. Prosecco. Prosecco. Ooh, that would be good. Let's just a little we'll, kava we'll, we'll experiment. A little yes. kava. I would do kava, that for sure. I would absolutely do that. 
Um, okay, so lots of good stuff happening this weekend. Uh, well, my moral of the story, I think, would be that um, I'm going to make rhubarb butter myself. Okay. Like, that may be my number one, and I'm going to pickle it. <laughs> I'm going to pickle butter. <laughs> I'm going to, no, not the pickled butter, but I'm going to make rhubarb butter, and then and I'm also the going to pickle some rhubarb yeah. instead yeah. of just, I am going to make syrup too, but I am yes. going to pickle it. Yes. And maybe try some yogurt in the IP. Please. I know. I'm I, oh, please. You have to. I know. Well, I can try. Okay. Okay. So other things that are going around this weekend uh, are just news and all general kind of good stuff. Letting you know that uh, if you're headed up to Stillwater, cute new bakery, Mon Petite Cherie, which was Ooh. in the Seward neighborhood a yeah. long time ago. They have opened their cute spot on Stillwater's Main Street. And they were doing breakfast and everything else. I love Stillwater. It's yeah. such a fun little... Don't you really? And so this is the time. This yeah. is the time where... Actually, I was in Wyzetta last night. And we were talking about they are hiring up. Like they were training some new staff. Because uh-huh. Wyzetta and like Stillwater become actually other towns in the summertime. Okay. Because of so many people coming. Right. You know, so it right. becomes like they're like little summertime. And I Stillwater for sure gets crowded by people antiquing and hanging on the river and just being kind of out there. It's it's fun. Yeah. It is fun. I like to go out there in the fall, too. It's, yeah. Oh, the, I, th- the, I think I like it better in the, in the fall. fall. Yeah. Well, they have Lumberjack Days coming up soon okay. in Stillwater. I think that's in July, um, June or July. So that's kind of fun, too, to reason to go. Um, but why is that is kind of obviously lakeside stuff yes. and fun things like that. Uh-huh. So. Um, letting you know, besides uh, that, I wanted to talk a little bit quickly about Crooner's Supper Club. Do you have you ever been up to Crooner's in Fridley? Stop asking me these questions. Well, you can say no. No. Because you I don't it's mostly of I just want to know because I, I like to point out things that people don't know. No. So you're well, actually you helping go. me by letting me educate you. Source of finding yes. out what people don't know. So Crooner's Supper Club is up in Fridley. I mean, most of my friends don't know what this place is, and they are uh it's kind of a live music venue and they host a uh-huh. ton of acts. Like really great jazz acts. Yeah. And they do a really wide range of stuff. They have built a pavilion on the lake. They are on Lake Moore, which is. Oh, that sounds nice. Yes. They're trying to do a concert under the stars situation, but you get, there's like a grill going and you have cocktails and it's like. Are they like a true supper club? Yeah. Like, inside they're a supper club. Okay. And, and then, then this outside is happening is, outside. Yeah, they're doing they have this big patio. They've built this stage by the lake. And they're doing like they're having summer cocktails and they have a grill going and you can just hang out and listen to the music. How far away is that? What kind of really? a drive is that? That's like nothing. It's nothing. north of, you know, Minneapolis just a yeah. little bit. Yeah, off yeah. of sixty five. I do know where Fridley is. You could do that. I could do that. Um they but I want to say if you're gonna dip in today's tonight's a great one to go. It's gonna be a great weather. $15 to go see the Cafes show, which is Puerto Rican Latin Jazz Fusion. Ooh. Hello. Okay. Having a hang at the patio. All right. With some cocktails and some Latin jazz. Yes. Don't you think? Oh, yes. That Stretch yourselves, delightful. you guys. Go do that. Um, also, just so you know, they have a tribute to Patsy Cline on Monday. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So you may right. do that. I think I remember you have a Patsy Cline I thing. Love a, I love a Patsy Cline And then a friend tribute. of the show and friend of the station, Aaron Schwab, will be singing Bette Midler tunes on Tuesday. <laughs> Hello. Oh, this is just a win, 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 win. I am here to make your summer the best it can be, this you guys. This is everything. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Um and like as we've been talking about rhubarb and mm-hmm. everything for the whole hour, mm-hmm. you can pop down to New Brighton on Sunday because they have rhubarb fest. There you go. If everything you want in the rhubarb in world. In the rhubarb world. Rhubarb dessert samplers, 
fresh rhubarb plants if you need to start your own garden of rhubarbs. Okay. Are you planting at all? I'm not planting rhubarb, but I've got a lot of other plants going Do you? On. How's it going? Well, I just put them in. So I'm a container gardener because okay. I, but I get the big, huge, like, uh, animal, metal animal trough. Yes. That, that, yes. That take, uh, the feed trough Each things. one takes like $500 worth of potting soil. And, yeah. Um, but... But I've got tomatoes, all kinds of varieties of tomatoes going. I've got squash. I've got peppers. That's herbs. really great. Um, so I'll let you know. Things have just started. Okay. So we will see. I know that everything is slow, but they are just starting but to. It, but in pop. but in Minnesota, everything just goes. Yeah. Bah, I like it. You get it in there. And once it starts, boom, boom goes. Yeah, I know. I already had to like stake the tomatoes seedlings that I had planted. You know, like last seedlings, week. You're very good. I know. I tried. Um, letting you also know that uh, it is Home and Design Week. We talked a little bit about entertaining. Okay. And with grad parties and everything else. Home and Design Week for uh, Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Where they're doing a couple things, you know, like with designers and photographers and just holding a whole bunch of seminars. Really interesting. Um, but one of the things is I thought about was there's a great enter- summer entertaining uh, class on the on Tuesday and it's just 10 bucks to go and it's okay. at it's at the Lynn Hall which we were just saying oh, is such a lovely fun great. place so yeah. 10 bucks and there's uh Bria Hamill who is the principal designer uh, of Bria Hamill Interiors um and she has Hamill House you know she has a bunch of cool design stuff Melissa Coleman who is of course the faux Martha who wrote, you know writes all these beautiful books 100 wholesome recipes the minim- she's the minimalist kitchen oh sure you've heard sure, of her sure, sure yes um so she's got she'll be there also with uh Marsha Hunt and Bridget Connell of Hout House Studio they're going to talk a little bit about designing the best you know like how do you throw summer parties but also like how do you set yourself up to be it to be easy and right. good to go yes so I was thinking about that as far as you could probably launch some grad party questions at them or you know look Anything. for tips and tricks yes 10 bucks and you get snacks and drinks. Oh, too. I would go to that. Don't you think? Yes. I would too. I'm, But I'm not going to because I have other things going on. But well, I think everyone right. should go. But I think you should go. Yes. And then I did want to shout out to uh, Lachelle Cunningham, who is having, uh, I don't know if you've seen this. She's been doing a really good job of, of, of sort of setting this out there. But she's doing a pop-up on Friday, next Friday, the 7th, okay. which you won't be there because no, you will be getting married. I, I will be <laughs> seeing people married. Yes. Right. But she's doing a Prince Born Day pop-up. I I saw so she's doing his birthday pop-up <laughs> at the bird and it's like $49, $59 and it's a four course meal and there's going to be singing and partying and I think you guys should go. So that is on the food that as well. That does sound like a good time if you enjoy Prince. You Prince enjoy and this. eating. I love it. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for hey, coming, Meredith. Thank you. Everybody, you go out and you have your best summer life ever. We'll be, uh, we'll be, we'll see you